This is WSKG News. Indigenous languages were largely eradicated as generations of Native American children were forced to attend boarding schools in the 19th and 20th centuries. Some Seneca people have worked to revitalize their language over the last hundred years. Noelle Evans reports. We're in the basement of the Seneca Nation office on the Tonawanda Territory in western New York. 22-year-old Jaden Parker stands at his desk. He's reading the words of a springtime ceremony for the maple trees. It's written on a whiteboard at the front of a small classroom. His task is to preserve the language, in part by transcribing recordings of native speakers. It's the language that, uh, in our belief, that our creator gave to us. So it does come with a feeling of pride, too, to be able to speak that language um, that, our, that our elders and our ancestors spoke before us. This is a matter of life and death for the Seneca language and every aspect of the culture and traditions linked to it. The language is at risk of extinction. According to the Endangered Languages Project, there are fewer than 50 native Seneca speakers. We were told that this was going to happen at one point. So there's a prophecy that the language would be lost? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's Wayne Abrams, Parker's teacher. He says one of the school's major influences is the late Chief Corbett Sundown, who led the Tonawanda Seneca community from the 1930s until the early 90s. Many of Sundown's speeches were recorded. Today, those recordings and their transcripts are resources for classes. He was one of the last fluent speakers of Seneca. He worked with a specialist to preserve the language, which was controversial at the time. He kind of got criticized for working with that linguist because of what he does to our language. He really breaks it apart and applies rules to it, and it kind of takes away from, you know, the specialness of the language a lot of times. Abrams says one of Sundown's reasons was personal. He's recording all these things, he says, because what he thinks is that when he dies, that there's going to be no one to speak at his funeral. Without the Seneca language, funeral rites could go missing. Wedding ceremonies could be lost. Some ceremonies have already disappeared. And the Seneca language is not alone in this. According to the online language encyclopedia Ethnologue, there are 164 dying languages in the U.S. alone. Experts with the Indigenous Language Institute say there used to be more than 300 indigenous languages here. At Tonawanda, the fight to preserve Seneca looks a lot like a first-grade class and a college seminar. Jamie Jacobs used to be the school director here. He says Seneca is complex, but to put it simply, there are two distinct ways of speaking, conversationally and philosophically. Take the word home, for instance. We can just say, you know, aknosod, which just means my standing house. But we have a very complex way of saying my home. Literally, that means it bites on my mind. So I guess that re- refers to the effect of like being homesick or being away from home and something just pulling you back home. Learning the intricacies of the language has been reshaping Jacob's worldview. It was how he and his great-grandmother used to connect. Sometimes, she would translate recordings of his great-great-grandfather singing.
But there are at least two generations in his family who do not speak Seneca. It's partly a result of Indian boarding schools that Native American children were compelled to attend from the early 1800s through the late 1960s, according to the Department of the Interior. There, students were abused and beaten for speaking their native language. Their hair cut, their identities largely erased. I do remember my great-grandmother telling stories because her brothers and sisters were sent to boarding school. You know, they were sent to the Thomas Indian School. So that cut off, you know, this, you know, holistic way of handing down language. Jacobs says Seneca is a dynamic language. And for Jacobs, with every new word he learns, there is a deepening sense of connection to himself, to his community, his ancestors. There's continuity with a way of life that was taken away from him and others. And perhaps there's a greater sense of belonging, knowing you have a place in the world. And that's something that can be shared with anyone. I think that if more people just understood our language, you know, even just have a general sense of how it works and how we think, well, then I think more people would be more open and fascinated to learn about who we are. In Rochester, I'm Noelle Evans for WSKG News.